Maryland made on me, Maryland made on three. One, two, three. Maryland, Maryland made. Welcome back to the Maryland Made Podcast. We're excited to kick off episode one. But before we go any further into sharing more content in regards to what we do and why we do it, we must first start with who we are. Uh, so we can't start with anyone else other than our future, excuse me, our fearless leader, Risa Lovelace. All right, Marisa Lovelace, currently sitting as the Assistant Athletic Director for Student Athlete Development. I am a native of College Park, Maryland, which is great to be able to work back at my hometown school. Um, a little bit of background on me. I went to Hampton University as an undergrad, was a student athlete um, for the collegiate bowling team back then. Um, I studied sports management, then moved on to my next steps of going to Old Dominion University to receive my master's in sports administration. I've spent a total of 11 years in higher education and athletics with a stop at George Mason University, the University of Oregon, and now the University of Maryland. Um, I'm gonna pass this over to my great colleague, Tim Bryson, for a little bit about him. Appreciate that, Huncho. So Tim Bryson, I currently serve as a program director for student athlete career development here at the University of Maryland, of course. Uh, my story started in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, where I grew up. Um, I then went to, the, to Coastal Carolina University, was a track and field student athlete for one year before transferring to the University of South Carolina at Columbia. Uh, while at USC, the real USC, I was an athletic training student and got very involved with the athletic department as well as campus recreation, uh, which led me to pursue my master's degree at The Ohio State University. I was at Ohio State for a couple of years before serving as a postgraduate intern in the leadership development uh, unit on their team at the NCAA national office. Um, before making my way to College Park, where again, I serve as a program director for student athlete career development for the last two years. Um, so with that, I'll pass it over to Megan to share more about herself. So I am Megan Brezny. I currently serve as the Big Ten Fellow. Um, I grew up in Sparta, New Jersey, a small town in New Jersey. Little fun fact, I didn't play sports until eighth grade. I was really into um, choir and I, I did competitive choirs all across New Jersey up until the eighth grade. Then um, started playing basketball, um, ended up you know, getting the hang of it a little bit. Um, so I went to play basketball at a small division two school called East Stroudsburg University in Pennsylvania. There um, I worked part-time in the athletic department while I was playing. So by the time that it was my senior year, my last semester, I was able to do an internship at Rutgers University back in New Jersey. Um, so that was awesome, kind of got my foot in the door of really working in athletics from there, uh, came to Maryland in my role now as a Big Ten Fellow. I've been here for a year and a half, and I am currently getting my master's degree in organizational leadership as well. So before we really jump in, Reese and Tim, let's start with the history of Maryland Made. Well, the history, I think, starts a little bit before us, um, you know, in the uh, spring of 2018, Barry and Mary Gossett gave a great gift of $21.25 million to the Maryland Athletic Department, really built on helping student athletes define who they will be after sports. Um, and through that process, Tim and I were able to come on board um, and really start to think about how we wanted student athlete development to look here at the University of Maryland. So I arrived in September of 2018 and Tim joined me in January of 2019. Sometimes I feel like it was a steal to get him because I had only met him once previously, um, but I loved his energy and I thought we needed to have him eat, have him here. Um, his, just the way he thinks about career readiness and things of that sort. 
um, was helpful to have him when we started to build this program. Um, so Tim, jump in at any point to, to fill in some blanks that I may miss. Um, but once we arrived, the goal was to really understand who the Maryland student athlete is. Uh, the Maryland student athlete looks a lot different than in the past of my Oregon students or my George Mason students. Um, and so looking at the landscape and thinking about what are their needs and how can we best fulfill those needs? Man, great story, by the way. I appreciate that shout out. But we got to take a little bit even probably midway back, right? And how we even got the Maryland made name, right? So even I remember accepting the offer, you text me leading up to the um, my start date, January 2nd, 2019. He's like, yo, we need a name. Maggie, she said, we need a name. And I'm like, I'm in freaking Florida. Like, I don't know. And I seen other names that popping around the country. And I was like, yo, Maryland made, Maryland, I like the alliteration, Maryland made. So I shot it to her. I was like, feel free to shoot it down. She said, I love it. And next thing I know, we're the Maryland made student development team. Uh, so definitely, um, it's been a, a journey. It's been a, a learning experience for us all. Um, definitely enjoy the, the role of the Big Ten fellow. Uh, so Megan, would love to hear more of your thoughts in regards to why you decided to join uh, the Maryland Made team as a Big Ten fellow uh, on our unit. Yeah, so as I was uh, starting, I, like I said, I was at Rutgers, so I was really getting to see what resources were available to larger D1 schools. Um, coming from a smaller Division II background my, from myself, it was it was very interesting to see kind of what was available. Um, I really liked how advanced y'all were um, before I even got here. Like your programs were really developed and like, even though you had just started not too long before me, it was like already in a great direction. There was buy-in from a lot of the students. And I felt like in the, your, uh, your pillars and the values that you explained to me on my first day, like you could see it in all the programming. Um, so it was, I just appreciated that, that like what you said you were going to do like you were you were doing it and they were the student athletes and alumni and whoever else is looking at these programs is really seeing it in, in everything that that you did at the time and now that we do all together so i'll throw this back to tim since you talked about all these things we were doing and that we continue to do right on behalf of the students what is your favorite part about the development that we've had up until this point yeah, most, so without a shadow of a doubt, and I think it, it stems from our experiences outside of college sport and really across higher ed and other industries as well. Um, but our ability uh, and our uh, focus to really censor the student athlete voice and what we do. Um, so we are proud proponent, big component on not just co-construction, but also co-facilitation and co-leading uh, with the students. And I think that's evident. I know that's evident in the work that we do, um, not just with SAC, but also with our other um, uh, community groups with our program with Leadership Academy, right? We're always trying to bring in student voice. We're always looking at how we can include the campus community, um, but also the local community as well. And so as we think about, you know, whether it's our career readiness programs, our leadership education programs, and our identity development programs, um, we're trending up, right? We're trending up. We've been a unit that's, um, that acknowledges where we've been, where student athlete development has been, but also look forward uh, to where we're going. And I think what, the work that we're doing now is not just setting the trend for others to follow, um, but also as an example for other units uh, in other areas within student affairs in our education to model as well. Um, but as we think about the evolution of Maryland made, I know we started with six pillars. I know Risa, you gave me that sheet my first day. I was like, golly, like it's a lot of words on the sheet. The mission, the vision um, has been has been consistent, which again, I think is, is uh, proof of the pudding in regards to where we started, but also where we're going as well. Um, but we've really integrated our campus community um, in a way that, again, I think is a model for a lot of other units across the country and all in all departments to follow. Uh, so, Risa, just talk to us some more about some of the campus partnerships we've been able to establish, uh, but also uh, leverage during our time so far. Yeah, um, so it was important for me to make sure that we were integrated in the campus. 
Um, and, and part of that is just the background work that I've done in student athlete development. When you're a shop of one, you don't have a choice but to be partners with campus. And so that was the lens that I had always come from, right? At George Mason, I was a shop of one. Being able to move to Oregon, being a shop of two, we still need a campus. And now here we're a shop of three. So still not these mega size student athlete development units, which, you know, plug, I hope that we can get one day, not just here, but across the industry. I just think that we need to have more bodies focused in this area. Um, but I think having um, entities from campus bought into the work that we're doing, but also us being bought into work that they're doing helps us not reinvent the wheel, right? There's so many good programs on campus, um, whether it be the Career Center, which I know, Tim, you have a plug in that space. Um, I sit as the LGBTQ resource liaison for the athletic department and very well connected to the Office of Diversity and Inclusion. Even having Megan sit on, um, you know, our care teams, um, what's it called, campus committee, right? Um, you know, being able to talk about sexual assault pre prevention, um, domestic violence prevention, those type of things, I think is really important because these are pieces that the student athletes see, right? They're not just athletes on this, in, on this campus, they're students. And so making sure that um, we're getting the resources to them, because again, we can't host every program at seven o'clock PM and their schedules don't allow for that. So if they need to go to the career fair, you know what I'm saying? They go 12 to five, that's what you got, jump into that space. So I know you mentioned not just the Career Center, right? International Scholar and Student Services Office, LGBT Equity Center. Again, mega partners, huge partners, and not just leveraging the work that we do, but also supporting the whole student, right? Student athlete, the whole student. Uh, but Megan, uh, and we'll get into more of the programming, you know, on future episodes. Uh, but as people think about our program and think about programming um, that student athlete development units are doing across the country, you know, how can alumni, how can students, how can employers, like, how can they support us? How can, how can they support them in the work that we're doing and want to do? I mean, I think that the coolest thing about our programming is we really get the students at like any level that they're at, however ready they are to jump in, you know, dive into our programs. We have students starting different groups. We have students who are just coming for like one-on-one -on -one appointments. So we're, I think we're open to really anything, but I know in a lot of the work that, that we do and what we see from the students is that they want, you know, the alumni involved in, in our different programs. They want to hear the Obviously, we've all been student athletes ourselves, but to hear it from a, you know, a Maryland student athlete, a former um, athlete is, is, is a little bit different. They've you know, been in these, the rooms that they're in, you know, they've been in their shoes. Um, so to be able to see that, it, I think it's really great to come in. I mean, we see it a lot with the impact program, a lot of the different um, opportunities that we have, and not only with alumni, but even the supporters of Maryland athletics. I mean, it's been great to have different people tap in who might be locals in the community, and they've been around for a while and can connect to different um, resources available. I think that um, that's like something that the students are absolutely loving and, and, and growing uh, even more than we could have ever imagined. So I appreciate this podcast. We're all millennials. And I think it helps to inform the work that we're doing. But I know, Megan, you've been in the field a little bit shorter than I've been in the industry, receiving a little bit longer. Uh, so your perspective, especially over the last 11 years, how can alumni, students, uh, but also employers best support the work that we're doing? I mean, I think we should all take a turn at this because we're coming from three different seats. 
Um, but for me, it's really like, again, to Tim's point earlier, like making sure you're following us on social media and seeing what we're doing, because we highlight a lot of our students' success, but also like a lot of the things that our students need to be involved in. And so um, I, I want to point out the work with the pre-health Terps, which is one of our communities of practice. Like to me, that's a leading example of how employers and alum can get engaged. We have a student group who is interested in the medical field and all the facets of the, of the medical field. Um, and these students have created their own programming and saying, we want to talk about clinical opportunities. So they're reaching out to employers and alumni to say, how can you come in and educate us on that so that we're prepared for the next step? And so as we start to think about these other pockets and groups that students want to be affiliated with, I think that's a great time for employers who follow us on LinkedIn to jump into the conversation, um, because I think it's really important that they not only rely on us, like there's a whole community out here um, in which they can rely on um, that has more knowledge in some of these fields that we just don't. Um, so Tim, I'll, I'll turn it back to you, but I, I mean, how do you feel like they can support us as well? I think both, well, I know both you and Megan uh, hit on the head, right? And y'all know I say this all the time, um, but community work is community success. And so we're not the experts. There are oftentimes I'll speak for myself where students are asking me questions, employers are asking me questions that I definitely don't have the answer to. But I'm like, you know what? I'll be right back. Um, but I think that's important, uh, not just for the work that we do, but also making sure that our employers, our students, our alumni see themselves as partners in our work, right? Uh, we are learning partners. We want them to have equal voice, uh, if not equitable voice in the work that we're doing. I mean, sometimes that'll be a little bit more, but it'll never be less than equal. I mean, so as long as we're continuing to identify, recruit, retain the employers, the alums, um, but also making sure they have a phenomenal, a really extraordinary student athlete experience while they're at Maryland, uh, we know they'll get back, uh, not just their time, but potentially even money uh, to this institution, to this department, but also to this program. Um, but as we close out our episode one, Maggie, what are you looking forward to? What can the people look forward to over the next several episodes of season one? So we are coming in super hot with um, our, our programming here on this podcast. I'm really excited about our Athlete to Alumni series. Um, it's gonna be highlighting some of the key components of basically you know, turning from an athlete to an alumni and what that can look like. Um, obviously everyone's on their own path, going a lot of different uh, directions, whether it's to a, a grad school program or going straight into your career or whatever the case is, but bringing some alumni back, like I was saying earlier, who have been in your shoes and talking about what that transition looked like for them, whether it's uh, social, you know, financial, we're, we're touching on a lot of different topics to try to set our student athletes up um, for the best, you know, transition outside of sports. So really looking forward to that. Risa, how about you? I mean, I'm really just excited about these conversations that we're going to have. I think really starting off with why we chose the three pillars that we did. I mean, Tim, yeah. you mentioned we started at six in 2018 and you know, in 2019, we narrowed it down to three. And then in 2020, we changed it, right? Um, but again, our vision and our mission has never changed. The, the pillars have changed because we've continued to listen and collaborate with our students um, and thinking about what really makes sense for this space. So I'm excited to dive a little bit deeper in each of those three um, and even and talk about why social justice is important in the space of student athlete development. What about you, Tim? You already know. So first and foremost, it wouldn't be a Maryland Made podcast if I didn't mention my beard. Um, so we continue to, you know, record these episodes, show the video. I hope people can see the beard coming in over the next several weeks and couple months. Uh, but more so and more timely and more relevant to this work, 
um, definitely you're seeing how COVID is gonna change the work of not just student athlete development, but really student affairs in general. Um, so how do we continue to evolve? How do we continue to refine our practices? And again, acknowledge the past, but also move towards the future in a way that has not been done before. Because again, we haven't experienced a global pandemic in our lifetime, um, but I think it's an opportunity for, really, for us to really think about what's important, what's important to, uh, for the students, uh, for their student athlete voice, and how do we come together um, as learning partners to create that change. Um, and so with that, how to again, thank you all for tuning in to episode one. Uh, I'll always be the one, Maggie, probably taking next time to plug our social media. So again, if you aren't following us on Twitter or, or uh, Instagram, MDMadeTerps. If you're on LinkedIn, which most of us should be, all of us should be, Maryland Made Terps. And again, this information will be in the um, episode description as well. Uh, but until then, I'm gonna have Maggie and Risa unmute themselves and do my favorite acti activity. Is Maryland Made on me, Maryland Made on three, one, two, three. Maryland Made! Maryland made. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.